This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello and thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay on Wednesday, February the 10th. I'll have an update on the weather later as Kent continues to shiver. But first today, a Broadstairs woman who faked having cancer and used donations made online to fund a gambling habit has been jailed. Nicole Elkabas set up a GoFundMe page in 2017 saying she needed life-saving surgery after being diagnosed with the disease. Instead, she used the £50,000 raised for trips abroad, hotels, restaurants and even a box at Tottenham's ground. Well, the 42-year-old from Edgend Road has been locked up today for two years and nine months after being found guilty of fraud and possession of criminal property. We've been getting reaction from fraud investigator Oscar Rebert Domingo from the Kenton Essex Serious Crime Directorate. I am very pleased with the with the outcome of, of the investigation because she um, lied uh, throughout the investigation she lied throughout the trial and she took advantage of charitable spirit from hundreds of people um, in order to fund her gambling addiction uh, including buying some football tickets etc um, the fact that she used cancer as the leverage to do so um, when we all know what terrible illness it is um, and, and how many takes it, it takes uh, how many lives it takes every day um, I think it's quite despicable, um, and that has been reflected on the judge's remarks that men- I mentioned today. And obviously, the seriousness of the offence has led to that sentencing. So I'm, I am pleased with with the outcome. I mean, you, you mentioned it there about lying throughout the entire process. We're clearly talking about someone who's very manipulative. And um, what was she like during the investigation? Um, she sounded very convincing. Um, I was one of the two officers, um, or the two people interviewing her back in 2018, and not having seen at the time her financial records, not having had the medical uh, records in front of us, um, she was very convincing on the interview. So she had an answer for every question we posed. Um, so we would challenge her on something that she had said. She would have an answer. She would have a response to what we were saying. And I'm not a doctor, so it was all very convincing. And uh, having read through the conversations that she had with other people, the updates she was providing to to those donors, um, she was a clearly very convincing person. But clearly the, the jury saw through that and didn't, didn't believe her lies. How, how would you describe the mentality of, of this type of inju- individual? What does it take to carry out something so callous? Um, I think she convinced herself of... Um, that what she was doing was not um, wrong and that she was she had some sort of right to that money. Um, she was also a... She had a very destructive gambling addiction. Um, we estimated that she had gambled over £65,000 in the course of a year, which uh, is an incredible amount of money. So clearly there was an issue there. Um, my understanding is that that has now been addressed. Um, however, it does not excuse what she did, and it does not excuse the fact that, you know, a year and a half after after she was interviewed, or, or you know, since she was charged, um, 
she's never admitted that she would lied about this. So clearly she has convinced herself that what she's doing is not is not a wrong thing to do. You can also read this story and how Elkabas was found out and from some of those who initially believed and supported her at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. We're going to be talking about the Kent variant of coronavirus now because a mutation of it that's been discovered in Bristol has been labelled by scientists as a variant of concern. Now, a group which advises the government about new threats says it may evade immunity. 14 people have been found to have it in Bristol and then another four in Manchester and there are three other scattered cases too. Infectious disease expert Professor Neil Ferguson says it could mean we have to stay in lockdown for longer. The one good thing at the moment is that in all areas of the country and for all variants, case numbers seem to be dropping. But relaxing does pose challenges with new variants. In Kent, of course, has always been known as the Garden of England, but now it's feared the county's reputation could be tarnished because of COVID. That new strain of the virus I just mentioned was first discovered here last September and cases have most recently been reported in Manchester. With the hospitality industry hoping to reopen in time for the usual busy summer season, it's hoped the variant won't put people off visiting. I've been chatting to Andrew Metcalf, who's from Tunbridge Wells-based PR firm Max. It certainly hasn't helped being associated with something that has been so devastating to our country, our economy and families across the country. It's just been, it's just not positive at all. The the challenge is how we actually manage it and come out the other side. I guess they, whoever is in charge had to name this variant because we, we seem to want a name to identify with it. And is it just incredibly unfortunate that it was first detected in the county and therefore we seem to have ended up with this particular name do you think again it's certainly not helpful the problem is that could it have been the southeast variant could it have been the england variant yeah we have the south african variant the brazilian variant why did it suddenly have to be the kent variant i think in many ways it was to show the fact that the the track and trace or the search for whatever the, the variant was was accurate and they were able to pinpoint where it was at. Um, But as I said, not helpful. No, it's not. I've been reading um, reports from Manchester, obviously, where they're starting to do surge testing because they've picked up cases of the Kent variant there. What do you think the perception is of the county from from elsewhere in the country at the moment? I mean, our name seems to be be, um, spreading far and wide and not for very good, as we've discussed, reasons. The problem is that the identification of the Kent variant came at the time of the Operation Brock on the M20, which saw thousands of lorry drivers stranded over Christmas. So the eyes of the world's media were on Kent. And, you know, we couldn't escape from that. And that will have done a degree of harm. How long that lasts for is another question. If a variant's now identified in Manchester, if there's one identified in Yorkshire, does does the media then move to what's happening there? Or will, or will we be synonymous forever with the COVID variant or the Kent variant? I don't think we will be, to be honest. I think people have got fairly short memories. The challenge is that the internet hasn't. The internet remembers everything. And so when people may search on the word Kent, up may pop Kent variant, rather than Garden of England, place to visit, a fantastic place to do business, and a great place to live and work. 
Um, I'm sure from your PR background, you've, you've perhaps had to help companies in the past kind of rebuild a bit of a reputation. How much more difficult is it on a county-wide scale, would you suggest? It will be a challenge. The good news is that there are lots of good news stories about the county. We have great businesses. We have great places to visit. We are known beyond Kent. You know, we've got the likes of Canterbury Cathedral, Dover Castle. We've got Eurotunnel. We've got the Port of Dover. We have a lot to say and a lot of things to be very, very proud of. What now needs to be done is either be a campaign to go out there and tell people about it. We need every business to be telling people what they're doing and why they're making a difference. We need all the councils to come together. We need all the, uh, the likes of locating Kent, Visit Kent, Producing Kent, which you I know are already collaborating on a lot of many and a lot of campaigns. And that's great news. We now need to start telling people that there is a place here that's worthy of visiting. And perhaps unsurprisingly, there's been a big rise in COVID cases in an area of Maidstone where door-to-door testing was carried out. 31 people were found to have the virus in Lewes and Coxheath in the week to last Thursday, more than tripled the number for the previous seven days. 47 cases were also recorded in Tovel, but it's not known yet how many results from surge testing came back positive. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. It's being claimed Medway Maritime Hospital in Gillingham refused to readmit a sick man despite being told his home was unfit to live in. Christopher Smith died in March 2019 after being discharged to a property in Sittingbourne which had no bed and was said to be unclean. A coroner at his inquest has raised concerns with the NHS Trust who have until the end of March to respond. A Kent Wildlife Park is at the centre of a row on social media today following the death of a lion cub. Staff at Portland Reserve near Hythe say it ventured outside on Monday night and succumbed to the elements. But people have claimed they were watching the live feed cameras online and saw the cub get suffocated by five adult lions trying to stay warm. Police are hunting three men who threatened and attacked staff at a Sittingbourne shop during a knife point robbery. They went into a store on St John's Avenue last month and stole tobacco, cash and bottles of alcohol. Detectives are looking through CCTV footage and are urging anyone with information to come forward. A bit of news from one of our MPs now and Sir Roger Gale has called on the Prime Minister to stop house building from being allowed to happen on farmland. He's questioned Boris Johnson at Prime Minister's questions. Let's have a listen to what happened. The Prime Minister has said, and he's written in his foreword to the Environment White Paper, that he's pledged to protect the countryside. Mr Speaker, the countryside is more than just a bit of greenbelt around the home counties. In Westgate and Birchington and Hearn Bay, in my own constituency, and indeed across much of the Garden of England, there are plans to smother acres of prime agricultural land in housing that is not needed for local people, but that is needed and required to grow the crops to reduce the amount of food that we import at a cost of carbon emissions. So if the Prime Minister is the friend of the countryside, will he announce an immediate moratorium on the use of all farmland for housing while the whole policy is reviewed? Uh, Mr Speaker, I, I, I think I just heard uh, the Honourable Gentleman say that he wants an, an immediate moratorium on, all, on the construction of, uh, of, all, of all housing. Uh, but maybe I, 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 mis, uh, I misunderstood. I don't think that to be uh, realistic. But what I can certainly tell him 
is that uh, it, we will take very seriously the points he makes. I know that my right honourable friend, uh, the Secretary of State for Communities and Local Government, uh, has met him and will be glad to, to meet him again to discuss the, the subject he raises. But this government's commitment to, to nature and to the countryside is unmatched. We've just consecrated 30% of our land surface, Mr. Speaker, to nature. Kent Online reports. A rail union is urging the government not to let Eurostar collapse during the pandemic. The cross-channel service has been hit hard by travel restrictions and won't be stopping at Ashford or Ebbsfleet stations in Kent until at least 2022, where the RMT have launched a campaign to save the company and protect the thousands of jobs that rely on it. There are calls for bus travel in Kent to be made free for post-16 students amid the coronavirus crisis. One councillor says young people shouldn't be expected to pay for transport to school, college and apprenticeship or work during the pandemic. You currently need to pay for a travel saver card to get a discount. A farmer's been ordered to stop using a beauty spot near Maidstone as a dump to store and burn rubbish cars and caravans. Langley Beck from Bill Lane in Boxley has been told by the High Court to stop all work in a designated ancient woodland. Now, it's claimed that thousands of jobs could be created in Kent if a new port is built in the Thames estuary. Thames Freeport has submitted plans to the government for a hub in the river near Gravesend, linking up the county with London and Essex. Kate Willard is chair of the Thames Estuary Growth Board and says it will ensure deprived communities in the area get the support they need. A brave step, Freeports, they're quite a bold statement, um, but I think necessary, and particularly for the estuary, where we haven't arguably um, in the last sort of 20, 30, 40 years been able to capitalise on strategic growth across the estuary. I think Freeport give us that big opportunity, uh, and I think big ideas, so long as they're properly managed um, and properly delivered, are probably what we need at the moment on the estuary. Would it be fair to say that this is one of the, the, the largest potential developments in, in economy and trade that this area has seen in quite a long time? Yeah, I think it has. And I think it's, it's also an enormous opportunity for the estuary because that global reach that we have from London out through the estuary out to the rest of the world um, is unparalleled in the UK. So I think the opportunity for us to build on that is extraordinary because effectively we're kind of 10 steps ahead in the game um, for the country. So I think our ability, and this is what we hope government will concur with us, our ability to build on that to deliver a, an amazing free port, which is quite easily able to quickly capitalise on those opportunities, uh, we think is really, really strong. I think there's one other thing that's worth mentioning in terms of our competition for, for, or our bid as part of this competition is that <clears throat> government's very keen on, for all sorts of good reasons, the levelling up agenda, making sure that growth does not leave communities and individuals um, behind. Um, and part of the conversation that we're having with government at the moment is to remind them that the levelling up agenda is not a binary north-south agenda. It's absolutely uh, about uh, levelling up um, and, and providing the right opportunity for communities um, who are left behind wherever they are. And we know we have some areas of deprivation around the estuary and some communities who are struggling and facing real challenges in terms of issues like clean air, education and skills. So we see the Freeport as another opportunity for the estuary to be part of that levelling up agenda and for the government to help those communities across the estuary be part of the great green growth picture. 
And tonight could be the coldest night in years in Kent as temperatures are expected to plummet to as low as minus seven in some parts of the county. A yellow weather warning for snow remains in force until midnight and ice is also likely to cause disruption on the roads. Anyone heading out on essential journeys is being urged to take extra care. And don't forget, you can, of course, listen to regular travel updates on our sister radio station, KMFM. Kent Online Sport. Sport Now and organisers of the Open Golf in Sandwich are planning to hold a full-scale event with fans in July. The RNA says it's proceeding with cautious optimism due to the rapid rollout of the COVID vaccination programme. But backup plans are in place for a limited number of spectators to attend at Royal St George's or for the championships to be held behind closed doors. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM group newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by kingsdown meadow located in beautiful kent countryside new homes available search serenity parks